0: New, new World
1: I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about style uh, from Emancipation. Recorded March 1996 at Paisley Park and released on the 19th of November 1996. Um, On the track, it is a motley crew. (laughs) We have Eric Leeds and Walter Chancellor Jr. on uh, saxophone. Eric Leeds uh, doing uh, saxophone and some other horns. We have Brian Lynch also on, uh, I think, trumpet at least. Um, And then we have Michael Mack and Smooth G, who are credited with shouts. Um, as is Scrap D, who up to this point has rapped on, I think, three other songs on the album. Uh, I think this might be his final appearance. If not, it might be his uh, his penultimate appearance. Um, Prince is also on there, credited for everything else. Uh, but he's also credited as uh, a Zifi We Care, which obviously is as if we care. Um, as jobless pothead, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> what, I mean, I'm guessing at a certain point he puts a voice on, um, and it, and it, and that I guess is the character of uh, as if we care, uh, which he he puts an accent on the e as well, you know, to make it seem fancy. And the song itself is six minutes forty. And joining me to talk about it today is Narmagun. Hello, Nile. Hello, Darren. Now, in terms of like a genre, I feel like this has to be. I mean, to me, it feels like it's very much a party song. Yeah. Um,
0: uh... You know. I, I kind of viewed it as inherently kind of background song, like a party song Is in this could be in a movie playing in the background during a party, but it's one of those songs no one's quite paying attention to, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's just me.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, like I guess in the, the, the people who are credited as shouts are the ones who keep shouting, you got it. If you, I mean, if you, the word style uh, appears 74 times in this song. <laughs> So get used to hearing the word style, because also it's like it's like Prince giving like a like a lecture on exactly what is stylish, you know, kind of giving examples. Um, and I I think it's funny because it's like like the examples that he gives, it's it's almost like he's in this genre of like kind of rap where people would kind of boast about what they have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something like pasta, Kvorsia, you know, obviously Kvorsia being a very expensive drink and you know, that kind of thing, like, a, of just like name dropping brands that are very expensive. Although, in this case, Prince, um, you know, he name drops some people, um, but, uh, you know, he, like, I feel, I feel like some of his references are slightly weird. Uh, but we, you know, can kind of get into that as we go through the lyrics, yeah, because uh, his examples are kind of like, you're kind of like, okay, I guess that's stylish. Um, <laughs> you know. I would say, like, the, the
0: lyrics to me were, like, the only. Real hook, uh, because the, the you know the music on the track. Not that it's in any way bad, but I just felt it's a bit kind of monotonous. Like cause it, it is that same sax riff, you know, like and it's just over yeah. and over and over. And there's a little bridge, and then it comes back, and it's, and it's the same kind of thing. And it, it that's why I felt it was very backgroundy because it is kind of like this. I can I can imagine like a a, a mid nineties like college party, having this playing somewhere, you know, in a movie, like, you know, dead, dead man on campus or something like that. Just have this, like, oh, it's just somewhere in the background. It's just a song that sounds a bit sort of like that. Kids listen to things like that now, don't they? uh, Yeah. uh, I mean,
1: I think, I think that the the horn hook, which is the, which is kind of sort of based on Atomic Dog, hmm. because it's kind of, it's like, there is a sample of Atomic Dog in the song, and the the horns are kind of based around that same sample so atomic dog itself is a very kind of monotonous song It <laughs> just kind of has the same riff going throughout the whole thing yeah. so it kind of, it's kind of just like a you know um it, to me it just feels like prince needed a beat over which he could tell everybody what exactly was stylish mm. <laughs> um, or what it, what is style and um you know <laughs> he's a man of, you like, have
0: you observed like over the over the years like the 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 clothing styles of prince as soon as he announces that it, like he's gonna lecture you on style, you're like, I gotta hear what this guy's gotta say because <laughs> he is like always looking his best. I'll give him that, but it's like it's always something interesting he's got going on. It's like you range from like the the big curly pompadour of the the purple rain days to the sort of long flowing silky mane and the the billowing white shirts of the graffiti bridge era and whatnot. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, he he definitely is interested in style uh so what 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 is what is style to you prince like what what, what, what are you got to say for yourself
1: i mean the, the, obviously you know prince had uh two tailors on staff at all times who would make clothes for him mm. um he didn't he didn't buy clothes you know, after after about, like, 19, 1982, he never needed to buy clothes ever again. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much all of his clothes were kind of custom-made for him.
0: Unless you believe the, um, the the Kevin Smith, him having to buy the, the basketball gear in the, the Nordstrom's boys' department.
1: I guess that might be a true story, but, like, the rest of his outfits, like, he's not... You're like, he's not purchasing them. Yeah. Um, and having, <laughs> having been to the Prince exhibition and seen them close up, you know, some of his stage stuff um you know particularly stuff from like the 1988 era where he has like his name in kind of like you know letters on his arm you can see the stitching on it and you can see the cuts where someone has literally cut it by hand yeah like to to so it's it's clearly all handmade clothing i just really wish that,
0: like, that's where they went with phantom thread was actually like daniel Lewis's character <laughs> was princess taylor and it's just like oh he just lives in a little cottage out uh, near paisley park and like all this stuff is going on in Phantom Thread and in the background is just like, oh, by the way, he works for Prince, you know, just see Prince kind of milling around and you just hear like the sounds of all this kind of funky music coming over and drifting in the windows and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get into what Prince decides style is. He says style is not something that comes in a bottle. Uh, style is more like Jackie O when she was doing Aristotle. <laughs> uh, now the fact that he's referring to Aristotle andasses, you know, shipping magnate. Yeah. Um. You know who died. You know. You know a while back from this. Uh, even Jackie O I don't think this is quite. I think she died a couple of years after this album came out. Mm. Um. But like the idea of you know Jackie O being like uh, a style icon. I mean you know you can agree with that when she was you know first lady obviously you know. Uh, you know she she set, she kind of I mean let's say she set a high bar for other first ladies to try and live up to I don't know as well obviously the um, the Jackie O
0: glasses like those big rounds yeah uh, sunglasses are, are very like that's, that's i almost going to think that's like there is two definitive eras of you know, uh, Jackie Kennedy. There's the Jackie Kennedy era, and then there's Jackie O, which is like almost like a different friggin' person. Yes, it's like, it's like later on.
1: There is there is a there is a reference in a um in a Rage Against the Machine song where um Zach de la Rocha says, uh, "I want to be like Jackie Onassis. I want to pe- wear a pair of dark sunglasses," uh, which I think is a great rhyme. <laughs> Wonder the, what what is Prince's sentiment?
0: Like you know, you could say that oh, it was just um he was just thinking like oh, she's just very stylish and. You know, it, it it rhymes, so that there you go, it's in the song. Or is he like, yeah, you know, he, he very specifically says when she, when she was doing Aristotle? Is he just mean during that era, or is he talking about like just the act of like she's got over her husband's death and has moved on to this <laughs> other man? This this is stylish. It's like I
1: wasn't quite too sure exactly what he was trying to get at there. I mean, um, I guess I mean, I guess maybe you know he was like you know she she you know she inherited his his wealth. So you know maybe that is as we'll find out later in the song. Prince very much um, values people who can own and buy things. Um, yeah. You know within this song. Um, so maybe yeah. it's just that. I'm- also. Maybe it's just the fact that Aristotle rhymes with bottle. So, you know.
0: Yeah. And the fact that we're, like, you know, talking about Prince, who's obviously a very inherently sexy man. I have to to say, like, I've always found, and you could say it's a stylish thing as well, like the the Jackie Onassis voice. Like, I always find that that accent very. I always find that weirdly sexy. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Particularly, I remember uh, when the the Jackie film came out last year with, like, uh, Natalie Portman. I remember in the the trailer, whenever you hear her speaking in that accent, I was like, oh, that's like. I don't know what that is. Like, that's really, that's pretty sexy. I don't know what what it is about me, but it's like I imagine like you know taking my future wife to bed and been
1: like talk to me like Jackie Onassis. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, I it, I to me sometimes I feel like you know Prince has a point, but also he's just looking for a rhyme, and I think Aristotle yeah. was just a clever <laughs> rhyme for bottle. Um, and then he you know he has a a valid a kind of a valid point as I see it, which is Star is not a logo that sticks to the roof of one's ass. Uh, mm. style is like a second cousin to class um yeah you know, and I, you know I, I I don't know that I don't know if like juicy couture was huge in 1996 but the idea of people like wearing logos uh generally you know in polite society it's generally it's quite uncouth to be wearing gigantic logos on your buttocks um mm. so I feel like prince is on has got managed to get the 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 upper hand on this particular one because it's like yes, I mean, you know also you know it's worth saying that a lot of the kind of like high class brands you know particularly you know people who make polo shirts they go for the smallest possible logo that you can get just because (laughs) that is seen as being a little bit more stylish than having Mm. you know ralph Lauren written across your chest in gigantic letters Um,
0: it kind of reminded me actually
1: of i'll have to try to
0: look up who it was there was a british comedian at one point i remember part of his set was um like he was a young guy like he was it was years before Russell Howard, but he was, like, a Russell Howard type. Okay. And I remember him coming out, and he was talking about, like, the, the brands and stuff, like, the, the brand of clothes that he was wearing. And he's just like, oh, I've got my Calvins on. And he, like, pulled up his T-shirt a little bit, and you could see, like, the waistband of the Calvin Klein pants. And he's like, yeah, and he tugged on them, and the entire, like, it was it was just the waistband. He didn't have any underwear on. <laughs> he's just like, I just, I just bought one pair, and I cut off the waistband, and I just wear it around all the tops of my jeans now because everyone will be like oh look how cool he is he's got calvins it's like i only ever bought one pair but it's done for me me for like five years now this is great
1: i I guess yeah like the the kind of idea of people wearing more and more prominent logos you know in the mid 90s was something that a lot of brands kind of went for um and you know i see that as a legitimate criticism you know like in many ways who cares what you're wearing Nobody cares Mm. what you're wearing. (laughs) Like, you know, unless you're on a red carpet and people ask you the question, who are you you wearing? I don't want to know who you're wearing, Mm. you know. Uh, And then Prince says here, style ain't sitting courtside with the owner of the team style is owning the court and charging them all a fee um, <laughs> which again this this is uh, this kind of leads to the theory that prince thinks having tons of money is clearly the best way to be stylish
0: it's it's like a two like a two-parter that lyric because when i first heard it i was like oh maybe he's gonna go like a more wholesome route and be like it doesn't matter if you can get the tickets and go to the games like you know style is watching the game with good friends at home it's like something <laughs> that everyone can enjoy and it's like no he went the other direction yeah you know it's been even richer than that
1: yeah and i i mean at this time i think the timberwolves were they were one of the expansion teams that were added to the nba i i think it was 1990 um don't quote me on that um and prince did have um like you know courtside seats um to the timberwolves and you know he was obviously when he was younger he was you know uh he, he was you know well known for his uh, basketball prowess um, you know he made it onto the onto the, the varsity team a number of times. Um, you know he was known for his uh, his three pointers, and so he was known as being a basketball fan. And uh, you know around this time, um, in fact, I have a feeling like 90, 95 was around when Kevin Garnett uh, joined the team, and that's when the Timberwolves became serious contenders. Um, you know, and eventually they won the championship. Um, I think at least once. Um, they certainly were kind of the best team in their division for a number of years, um, and you know Prince was was seen courtside a number of times, much like Jack Nicholson and the Lakers, and you know mm. Spike Lee and the Knicks. Um, you know <laughs> Prince, for a period of time, was associated with the Timberwolves. in In later years, he was you know less visible at those games, and uh, you know he he kind of expressed more um, love for the uh, for the Vikings. Um, mm. You know, even wrote them a song. Um, called uh, <laughs> called uh, Purple and Gold, which they played a number of games. Um, so, you know, the, the, I, I think the idea... I mean, I think when the Timberwolves started as an expansion team, they had to get money from num- a number of donors. And I don't know that Prince actually donated anything towards them, but I'm sure over the years, you know, he spent enough at the games to kind of justify having him courtside. Um, mm. But I don't know that Prince ever made enough money to be able to buy a basketball team. They are fairly expensive things to purchase <laughs> um but I, and I don't even know that like owning a basketball team is particularly stylish like you know one of the guys who you know who uh, who who's like the co-owner of Microsoft um you know he bought a basketball team and I don't think that made him any stylish. Uh, yeah. you know so or like the um,
0: Homer Simpson having the Denver Broncos so then, uh, <laughs> yeah it <laughs> doesn't seem happy about it at all it certainly didn't make him any more stylish. Yeah uh, yeah so owning a team does not necessarily make you stylish. I took it though that it meant that he owned the, the, the court though like he owned the stadium so it's more like oh it doesn't even matter what team comes in. I own it all. So even if the team, any team wants to come, you got to come through Prince, you know? I
1: mean, technically speaking, he did own a basketball court because there was a basketball court (laughs) set up in Paisley Park. So... And he was notorious, of course, for schooling people on the basketball court because they thought that Prince was not a good basketball player. Oh,
0: one of the, is, is this uh, like an indication, though? Of, like Prince is like, I'll come down to the basketball court and, like, and watch a game. I've got a couple of friends over. And then you go and you sit and watch the game. And then afterwards, it's like, yeah, that's like 50 bucks. <laughs> it's, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's a fee a fee to get into the court, You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. you crazy. Know, these two tailors
1: I have on hand, they don't pay themselves. No, this is it. Yeah, they, they, they cost money. Uh, style is not lusting after someone because they're cool. Style is loving yourself till everyone does it too.
0: That sounds, went very wholesome there. Like, th- this is like where I thought he was going more. Where like, I thought like, oh, maybe he's going to be reaching out to the the little people. Uh, <laughs> But he went on about owning a basketball court and charging people but then this one seems a bit more like a kind of wholesome like it's your know, style's not it's about loving yourself and all this it's like oh that's nice that's a nice message
1: and i think i think that's true as well because you know i i don't think that you could ever think of a point where prince was lusting after someone else because because they're cool he was certainly you know Loving himself, and that is, you know, <laughs> everyone else then did too. So I feel like that's just him speaking from experience, you know. Just be as cool as me, and then everybody will yeah. love you, you know. That's that's, you know, wise words from Prince. Um, and <laughs> we get a bridge where Prince says, "Style don't get drunk on a Saturday night. Try to dress up every Sunday morning bright. Style don't get married then break the vow in a year. Style is keeping a promise. Raise your hand, y'all, if you hear me." Now, the weirdest mm. thing is, you know, obviously Prince had, Prince had gotten married uh, just around the time that uh, this song was being recorded. Uh, you know, because it was, it was recorded in March and he was married in February of 96. Um, now, <laughs> within, within 18 months of this album coming out, he would be divorced from my taste. So <laughs> that line <laughs> does not, I mean, I guess it wasn't within a year. So And, I, and the thing is, is, well, when he says break the vow, I guess that means cheating more than getting divorced. Um, yeah, and yeah. you know, Prince didn't break up with my tape because of cheating. So, you know, I guess I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, but I mm-hmm. do I do kind of love this idea of someone who goes out and gets drunk on a Saturday night, but then still tries to turn up at church on a Sunday morning looking good, because I don't think those two <laughs> things go together. I'm not sure there mm. are many people who are like, yeah, I'm going to go out on Saturday night and get completely blasted, and then at like ten in the morning, I'm going to have to get myself <laughs> together for church. And, and <laughs> what, what what were Prince's
0: uh, church going habits though did he actually again because you know the guy obviously had like uh sort of like the the fortress of paisley park like did he have like uh, you know ministers who'd come in and have it, like a, it maybe have like a church in the grounds or would would he actually like no i'd go out and i Go to like the local church and just sit in the back, and
1: everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's Prince!" sir. with Prince they, they, they... with him being a notoriously private person. I don't think there was ever any kind of record of him attending church until he became a Jehovah's Witness, um, yeah. and then obviously yeah. they don't call it a church; they call it Kingdom Hall. Um, so, yeah. and then he did attend the local Kingdom Hall in Minneapolis, uh, closest to Shanhassen, uh, once he'd converted. But up until up until that point, I don't think there was any there was ever stories of him attending church. No yeah, but like Prince was never really known as someone who would party all night. like you know the 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 times when Prince stayed out late were because he was doing after shows like that was what yeah. he was notorious for was doing like a three hour show and then doing like a four hour after show and then getting in at like five in the morning and then' doing the same the next night. and you know when he when he did the twenty one nights in London, he you know you had twenty one nights plus you had the twenty one after shows that he did, so. <laughs> yeah that's like so he, he like he couldn't do that and be going out getting drunk um so I find it I find it funny that here he's kind of judgmental about people who are like going out drunk on a Saturday night and then trying to go to church on a Sunday because it's like first of all I don't think that person exists I don't think there are super <laughs> religious people who are getting completely smashed on a Sunday um but yeah so it, it's just such a weird kind of thing but then also combining that with the marriage thing and being like you know you don't break the vow within a year I'm sure people are like mm, well looking back it's kind of like yeah, like neither of his marriages lasted more than like three years, so it it's kind of <laughs> so I guess he didn't break the break the vow within a year, so you know he's still stylish. Um, he says style is not biting style when you can't find the funk. Style is the face you make on a Michael Jordan dunk. Um, yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> at was... this point Michael Jordan had returned to the balls and he was leading them for the second threepeat. Um, I think the the peat would actually happen in like ninety ninety eight ninety nine. Um, so this is just the start of his return um, but I do I do just love the idea like if you say a Michael Jordan dunk you can imagine what Michael Jordan looks like when he's dunking and you can see that face that he would always pull whenever he dunked um, <laughs> so I, I don't know that that's particularly stylish because it's, it's a little bit kind of like rubbing it in people's faces like you know sometimes Michael Jordan could be a little bit kind of like um, I don't know a bit kind of like show-off-y and it's like okay you know you're you're the all-time point scorer just You don't need to rub that in people's faces. Like when you dunk, just dunk the ball and, you know, let the ball come back into play and just, you know, do it with a bit of grace. Instead, he's always kind of like very aggressive in getting in people's faces. And it's kind of like, I don't know that that's stylish, Prince, but, you know. (laughs) We've obviously got different definitions. But I like the fact that he's kind of brought it back to, like, basketball for the second time in this Mm. song. So it's clear that at this point he's probably watching quite a lot of basketball. Uh, and maybe that's on his on his mind. And he lets us know that style ain't the GP board when your broke ass got bills. Style is letting your lover drive while you talk on the phone and chill. Now the weirdest thing yeah. is at this point Prince is obviously referring to a car phone. He's not referring yeah. to a mobile. But I still I like the idea that like even like twenty two years on that that statement makes even more sense than it did back then mm. because back then like almost nobody had an actual phone in their car and if you did they were gigantic and they required like a whole separate car battery just to run them so yeah. like they never looked cool you could never talk on those phones and chill it just would not make any sense but i like the idea that now this is like yeah let somebody else drive you talk on the phone don't don't yeah. don't talk and drive you
0: know i just go to the fact though that we're living in the age of uh, netflix and chill and now he's talking about like, talking on the phone <laughs> in chills. Like, what would what, 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 what modern audiences make of that line? Of like, what What are you doing in that car, Prince? Like, yeah. while
1: you're talking on the phone. I think he's mainly really relaxing. I mean, you know, yeah. Prince is, Prince is th- not th- th-
0: one to... th- Again, in terms of, like, you know, what he's trying to say to the audience here is like, oh, he's talking about, you know, it's not stylish to try to buy a Jeep when you've, you're in debt, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then he's, his style has basically been rich enough or not even rich enough it's like they're saying let your lover drive so it either comes across as if like oh be a mooch and just let her take you everywhere <laughs> yeah that, there is that is implication in, is isn't he,
1: it it's like it's not just let her drive your I, car it's like just let her drive go in her car don't buy a yeah, car that you can't afford don't, go don't in her car don't even talk to her yeah. talk
0: to the phone talk on the phone to someone else while she's driving around <laughs> like, that's like what the hell's that or is it is, is he trying to say like oh you know the style is to have the wealth to have like a car that your lovers drive like I, you know it that's it, 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 it like a seem like a weird line to me the whole it's a weird sentiment at the i didn't fully understand pretty much
1: yeah i think sometimes there's some like misdirected anger in this song that prince is like don't go buy in stuff you can't afford it's like prince you realize that you know like car loans exist and yeah. <laughs> like, like like not everyone has to buy a jeep outright um you know and of course you know jeep you know another kind of thing that prince is like name dropping here even though he's talked about you know logos earlier on not being cool um so it's interesting that he's he's now dropping i guess he's referring to it in the generic um mm. but you know obviously jeep is a specific company so it's you know it's a bit of a free plug there uh prince lets us know in the bridge again because this song is not short uh, style is gold to smile with an attitude style is a peaceful wild post in the rude style is growing your own food style <laughs> is a non-violent march um style is an accurate account of what's inside every heart and you know obviously this comes out around the time of the million man march so i'm guessing that's what that's a reference to um and Prince had started to move in the direction of becoming vegan at this point. So style is growing your own food. I feel he's also a, a kinda of nod in that yeah. direction.
0: It actually seems like this is like appropriate lyrics of like Prince is almost reaching out to the the kind of hipsters of today though. It's like, you know, growing your own food and then going to a non violent march. It's like this is what you see, like the kind <laughs> of the, the, the millennial kids doing the, like all their pretentious you know, food that they have to get special, and they're always going out protesting and stuff. And uh, you know, the, the, the even in the next verse, then, you know, style is a man that cries. It's like oh, the, the, nowadays, you know, more and more people are like uh, talking about men trying to show emotions and all that kind of stuff. It seems like it, it's almost like he's appealing to the the youth of today, I mean, like some of the lines now could be like style is enjoying a craft ale and all this. It's
1: like, <laughs> he's, he's going down that road for a second. Well, I mean, he also then says style is the glow in a pregnant woman's eyes. And obviously this is around the time that my was pregnant. So mm-hmm. uh, I feel that's kind of, I mean, style is not a lie, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's funny because obviously, you know, the idea that men need to show more emotions is not really a modern phenomenon. This is something that's been going on since kind of the early nineties. Um, mm-hmm. you know so the fact that prince is expressing that thought here is is kind of at this point it's kind of like old news you know like the idea that men need to cry is is kind of you know such a prominent idea in the 90s that it's kind of it's kind of weird that Prince is putting it in this particular song but well,
0: you, say, you say that though but I' still get like on my Facebook feed all these articles talking about how important it is for men to show emotions and it's kind of like all, all the stuff's been banded about for so long the best apparently a lot of people still haven't got. Caught the idea because they still have to keep reporting about it, like oh it's not good for you to, to you know be concerned with just acting manly all the time and all of this kind of stuff, so it's uh, yeah maybe it's a, it's a an eternal thing of yes of a, I feel like a, we've been stuck style. in
1: we've been stuck in it for about the last thirty years of people trying to get some kind of compromise on that particular uh, particular thing, um, but yeah and then <laughs> we get this kind of thing where you have you know we have the kind of the chorus of you know style you got it. Uh, you know, and then Prince saying, you know, do that, do that, got it, you know, style mad, come on. Like, just kind of having these weird kind of like introductions and then saying style is peaceful wild, y'all, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then style is not thinking about style, which, <laughs> which is, <laughs> you know, I I love that, the, you, you know, I, we're still like, you know, 50 styles into this song and <laughs> Prince is now telling us style is not thinking about style. Um, and you're like, get the image of
0: him like, writing these lyrics like him with like a dictaphone in hand, just going kind to of wander around his house. And just like this is like an hour into the notes of just like, style isn't even thinking about style. Like it's just him lo- lo- lounging on a sofa somewhere, just saying whatever comes to the top of his head now.
1: <laughs> it does bring to mind, um, you know, Homer Palooza, where Homer mm-hmm. and Marge are trying to figure out what is cool. And yeah. at the end of the episode, they're like, you know, we're cool because we don't think we're cool. And, and both Bart and Lisa are like, no, you're not cool. <laughs> and they're like, well, are we cool now? <laughs> He's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not cool. Um, so, yeah, I like the idea that you can't be stylish if you're thinking about style. I don't know. It's such a weirdly kind of reductive thing. But then, you know, we kind of get towards the end where Prince says, you know, he gives us a, rather than kind of giving us a kind of these couplets. He just gives us kind of a list and he says, style is buying your mom's a house um style is a clean mouth style is puppy breath um yeah. style is no fear of death uh mm. style was- is ali's jab style is hailing a cab and then my favorite part of the song when he goes then you know giving them finger when they pass your ass <laughs> which is just like <laughs> such a great kind of little thing of like i don't know it's, it's weird because it's like it feels like that's the experience of you know um, you know african americans of not being able to yeah. hail a cab so yeah. the idea I that's of, what he was going yeah, for so yeah so yeah so obviously like hailing the cab and then pretending you didn't need them by giving them the finger as they go past and ignore you so i think that's kind of a nice little thing to do cuz
0: but the but this is like was it 95 90 thereabouts when this came out Ni- 96. 96 Yeah. cuz it's a because at this point, you're just thinking of, like, it must have been so long since Prince had to hail a cab anywhere. <laughs> like, imagine he just has... He's just like, I remember in the, my distant youth, uh, this used to be a problem for people. <laughs> but, like, it's been so long now. But I, I hear that it's, it still happens, you know? It, well, it seems like something that wouldn't be... He he would only know that from other people. Like, he, it, it wouldn't have been a thing that he's experienced himself
1: too I, recently. To me, it feels like... Because earlier in the year, he'd released the soundtrack to Girl 6. So I think he'd he'd obviously been in New York with Spike Lee. So I'm thinking maybe there's a little bit of Spike Lee's kind of... Maybe he's told a story and that's yeah. where he's kind of relating that from.
0: No, I was just going to say that the, uh, the other lyrics are like, I'm assuming a clean mouth means like... Someone who doesn't swear, like Prince anti swearing. Is that was getting out there? Yeah, or you know, just literally a clean mouth so you can go kissing people. Yeah, as Prince Yeah, because then it was the fight that's followed by puppy breath. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, what's puppy? What's puppy breath? What does he mean by that? Like, I mean, have you? as the puppies. Have I mean, have you never smelled puppy breath?
1: I mean, you know, I, 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 I mean, I. The weirdest thing is that to me is the one thing where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know no. puppy, puppies <laughs> no, are notoriously didn't, I didn't get that at all no? I was like well there's no
0: dog's breath is supposed to be notoriously bad yeah. so we're talking about like a, a clean mouth and then followed by puppy breath no maybe it's a puppy it's not quite a full it hasn't lived long enough for it to get bad breath I no guess. it's only it's only so, drinking uh, it's
1: mother's milk you know which is you know yeah. wholesome and pure so I guess it's just a, a kind of roundabout way of saying that um, but yeah mm. and style is no fear of death is, is an interesting idea you know um but at this point, you feel like, after puppy breath, that seems like a very weird thing for him to kind of say. Yeah. But, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, Ali, obviously, notorious for his very quick jab. So it's like, I guess that would be stylish. But at the same time, you know, that just makes you think of where was, you know, Muhammad Ali in 1996. And the answer was, you know, you know very punch drunk because he'd been hitting that so much. So it's not like mm. if you think about Ali in 96, it's not a, he's not in a good place. So. Um, and Prince finishes with this kind of, he gets close on the mic and he kind of talks as he says, style is Mite in the shower. Style is yep. soul, new power. Style is when all black men are free. Style is you and me. He's had so many songs on the second disc that were about Mite, but he never mentioned her name. So I I actually like that he says Maite in this song because it's like finally you're acknowledging that she exists. Um you know you <laughs> you you sung like 12 different love songs to her but now you're actually saying her name like um but I I don't know it's just and I you know the again like you know the the earlier thing of the kind of the peaceful march I think is a clear reference to the Million Man March um which was I think held I think it was summer 95 so it's like the year before so, like, the fact that he says style is when all black men are free. Um, you know, mm. I, I, like, obviously, Prince is, was never known for being, like, the most kind of, you know, militant or anything about about any kind of, like, um, black power or kind of black rights. But it's nice that there's just, like, a kind of an acknowledgement here um, in this song. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know, just the fact that he says style is you and me. Like, the idea that he's saying to the listener, look, you're listening to a Prince song, clearly you know you know, a thing or two about style, you know, I kind of like that after him kind of boasting about all these different things, the final line is kind of just bringing the listener in and saying, look, everyone's stylish, you know, like there's no need to kind of buy a basketball team (laughs) or, you know, (laughs) I don't know, like have like a car phone or like all these different things where it's like you don't need to do all that stuff. You are just stylish by yourself, you know and i think i think that's yeah. a nice let's
0: imagine though someone's sitting taking like meticulous notes during the song it's <laughs> been like all right gotta go by the basketball court okay all right then give finger to Cabby, okay that's right and then at the end it's like what do you mean oh it was in my heart the whole yeah. time oh prince you, you had me going there style
1: style was the the journey within us all along um yeah, yeah so i mean like for me i really enjoy this song even though you say yeah it is a bit repetitive like the kind of the loop at the back You know, those horns. I mean, I really like Eric Lee's horns anyway, so, you know, that's not a bad thing for me. Um, but yeah, like just the kind of Prince deciding that he's going to wrap over this particular horn sample that's very kind of close to the Atomic Dog sample, um... Like and you know, I don't know. Just like the idea of having kind of the word "style" repeated seventy-four times in a song, like it's just it's just a bold step. It's just for Prince to be like, by the end of this song, the word "style" will literally mean nothing to you. You'll have heard the word so often mm. that when people say the word "style," you'll just be like agape, being like, "I don't understand what that word means anymore." Like, I have no conception of of what style actually is. But
0: <laughs> it's like he's he heard about that whole uh, Michael
1: Stipe, Kurt Cobain,
0: yeah, competition. And he was just like. Pfft amateurs
1: yeah Uh, yeah so I I, you know uh, to me you know I would say four out of five you know I enjoy I enjoy the horns I like what Prince is doing you know I like the kind of weird Mm. references the fact that he you know name drops Jackie Onassis and it's just like okay Prince like I guess you know she is quite stylish and then of course I like the fact that it finishes with you know the style was in you all along you know like I think Mm. that's always like you know it's an entertaining way to finish the song because it's like all of this list doesn't mean anything you know Prince is just saying, be yourself and you'll be stylish, um, you know, and so I, I kind of just enjoy that idea. I think, uh, my
0: only real beef beyond like some of the, the repetitiveness of the, of the, the backing music is just, it does that thing that a lot of Prince songs does where like, it's a bit too long, like it's like, it's over six minutes, isn't it? It's like, it's really... It's six minutes, 40, yes. Six minutes, 40. And it's like, there's a couple of bits where it sort of just gets down into repeating phrases over and over and, you know, sort of uh doing a couple of refrains and stuff like that and he, he does that with a lot of his songs where i always feel like no oh, you could really tighten that up and you, you don't need to have that all there but then i say that some people's favorite part of the song might be those little individual bits <laughs> so it, that, that's just a personal thing myself and like i, I understand that's just a, a thing that happens with musicians like i you know been a big smith's fan and I'm well aware of how often morrissey and mara be all right like just repeating a riff and just doing yodeling over the top of it for like two or three minutes or something. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, if, if that's your thing. But personally, I think it could have been trimmed down a little bit. But beyond that, like it's, it's a good, it's a very memorably distinctive kind of song anyway, at, at least, like it's, because because of the style in which he sings it. or It's, yeah. it's not even quite sung. It's just sort of kind of spoken, it's almost like a spoken word uh, poem, more than anything. So uh, that, that makes it stick out to me. But, uh, but yeah, I would say about like, Three out of five, personally. Uh,
1: well, you know, Prince never performed the song live, and to my knowledge, no one has covered it, because I don't know what there is to cover. You know, um, I guess if you can come up with your own list of things that you think style is, um, mm-hmm. I guess then that's it's worth covering it. Um, yeah. But otherwise, you know, it's a song that is basically a repeated loop on top of a repeated loop. So <laughs> so <laughs> not really to. <laughs> much to kind of get out of the song in terms of covering it. So I can see yeah. why people haven't uh, covered it yet. <laughs> you know, I feel like we said about as much as we can about style, so... Um, and also i feel like i'm tired of saying the word style as well so yeah. <laughs> uh let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug yeah i'll just plug the my own podcast
0: i guess um i'm with the uh, bat minutes formerly bat minute 89 when we were uh, talking about tim burton's 1989 batman film but we've kind of rebranded a bit now because we're doing the rest so uh we're just going by bat minutes now um and uh yeah we uh had the entire first season, so we went through all of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman film, soundtracked by Prince. I was going to say soundtracked, or I don't know what the what way you'd say that, but um, the so that entire season's available, and actually, during this summer, we've got hiatus episodes out, focusing on, like, little mini-reviews of uh, the mainstream narrative releases of Prince, so, you know, Purple Rain, Under the Cherry Moon, and Graffiti bridge that people listening to a Prince podcast might be interested in uh, in hearing. So there's one of them out in June, one of them will be out in July, and one of them's out in August. So, and then hopefully, plan is we'll be back for the Batman Returns season in September.
1: And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on uh, Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure why you would at Prince Track Track at gmail.com. Thanks for more for being my guest here, Niall. Oh, thank you for having me, Darren. And otherwise. Style is saying
0: goodbye. That's a Don't think I ain't.